Ready and racing. Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au. <laughs> Oh, yes. Uh, welcome to the latest edition of the Dogcast, brought to you by Greyhound Racing SA. I'm Bretton Yates, your host today, and uh, Greyhound Racing SA's Sean Matheson uh, is uh, with us, the racing manager. Sean, a little bit different today. You, you find me in home isolation for a uh, close contact, but we might need to get used to this over the, the next little period of time. How are you, mate? Yeah, great to be here, Yatesy. Yeah, a bit disappointing. I don't get to see your, you know, your, your smiling face across <laughs> from me in the studio, but uh, as you mentioned, it's the way of the world, and I think we just have to get used to it, and this sort of thing will just occur regular, um, but it's great to have you on board hosting the show again, and a wonderful week in Greyhound Racing, um, and you know, plenty to talk about. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, headlined by the SA Sprint Championship final coming up, shaping up as a cracker uh, on Thursday night at Angle Park. Also, it's been a big uh, Christmas New Year period. We'll look back at the Festival of Fire series and uh, the Cates the scandal Christmas sprint as well. Um, and of course, with the SA Sprint Championship, Tony Rasmussen, we'll have a chat to him. He's got four qualifiers for the big final on Thursday night. The Week in Review. Yeah, the weekend review brought to you by the Fresh Pet Food Co. Proud suppliers of fresh pet food for our Gap SA Greyhounds uh, in the Gap Prison programs. They are based right here in SA. You can visit their website, uh, freshpetfoodco.com.au, uh, for more information. Um, all right, well, we touched on uh, just prior to the, the break, Sean. We've had a big Chrissy New Year period. And yep. uh, look, the inaugural running of the Festival of Fire series, we might have a, a bit of a look back over those. And um, as its first running, how was it received? Yeah, very well, Yatesy. I mean, uh, as a quick introduction, um, our board made that decision to sort of factor in that Phoenix money and. Uh, Leading up to Christmas, I reckon it was it was exceptionally well received by the participants. They got right behind it, and the crowds, particularly for the last two nights, which were heat and final night, um, were, were 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 huge, really. And we had um, you know performers there with fire on the final night. We had fantastic racing. Uh, it, it matched all of our big racing throughout the year. So, yeah, really looking forward to uh, the next edition of that. And and I'm pretty sure our board are supportive of it. So it should be continuing again in December this year. Okay, well that, that's terrific news. I'm I'm sure Clint Trengove would love to hear <laughs> yes. that. He uh, he had a big night over the series. He he took out. Uh, three of the feature races, pocketing 30 grand in all to the uh, winner. But let's have a look back. Where do you want to start? Well, probably the, the first one, which was the, the race three on the card, Victor Jess, which was the sort of the second tier 595 metre event. Gave those dogs an opportunity. who have been matching against the real high quality 595, a chance to get into a decent race. And, and Victor Jess, uh, yeah, really put the riding on the wall with a heat win the start before and came from midfield to, to run home over the top of Victor Emma. Um, in 34.65, and that was the first win for Clint on the nine. Pretty impressive by Victor Jess. Yeah, look, no doubt. Uh, Clint Trengove, as we touched on, had a, uh, a treble, and it was a thrilling finish. They went to the line with, with not a lot between them, the, the two victors, as you touch on there. That was uh, the flame, of course, which took us into the blaze. And once again, Clint Trengove with, uh, with Frankie Boy, a big win. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, hasn't he got him firing, Fa- Frankie Boy? I mean, I thought Barbados Express for a moment... Had him down the back straight, but um, once he got that big motor opened up, uh, yeah, there was really no stopping. He went on to win by a length and three quarters in 43-24. Barbados Express, she's 
Honest as the day is long. And Porridge Box ran a good race for Ray Fewings. But that was uh, two wins on the trot for Clint Trengove, and they were pretty buoyant on the dice, Yates, I can tell you. <laughs> oh, I could imagine. And uh, there was still more to come. The bonfire. So this was over the 595. And uh, actually, Mally Magic took it out, who we're going to see in the Sprint Championship final tomorrow night. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a terrific um, training performance by Tony. Uh, I mean... Mally Magic got the run from reserve, so only just qualified in the reserve mm. spot, got the run from box one and was able to bounce out and lead. Um, 34-34, which is a very slick time, and beating the kennel mate, Victor Hayden, which, uh, I mean, I think he's been exceptional throughout the whole year, Victor Hayden. So he got the Cornella there, and Weblek Pearl ran third for uh, Neville Leckel. Uh, but that was the, the top line 595 and a great addition of that. And Mally Magic's a derby winner, um, the next 12 months for him, I think, is going to be pretty special. Yeah, Victor Hayden, of course, we see in the Sprint Championship as well. You could you could probably say a moral beaten in that uh, final of the bonfire. Had to overcome yeah. extreme difficulty through the race. Um, now, Kingsville Flyer, this brought up the treble for Clint Trengove, taking out the spark. So this is over the uh, 530 metres. And uh, brief look, the winner a long way from home, but uh, just finished too well uh, for, for Clint Trengove, Kingsville. Yeah, this race was like the zero to five win. So those nice up and coming dogs. And Clint's got a real nice one here in Clint, Kingsville Flyer. Came from midfield. Once he got to the rails, he really powered home. Brief for Kim Johnson is, is progressing exceptionally well. And again, led them up and was only just run down. Stranger Tides for Kieran Corby's been racing well, but a really nice addition of the spark. And, and I think we can follow the dogs in this field with a lot of confidence going forward because they all did a very good job to make this final. Uh, tell us about the Inferno. It was a $2 favourite Harbour Blues and uh, gee, flew the start, was able to, to drive through and stretch away, taking it for Kieran Corby. Yeah, not too many dogs have that first and second section speed that Harbour Blues has and um, was able to you know find the top and, yeah, was able to race away. Uh, Springvale Maddie's been going exceptionally well. Uh, another good run. Uh, she's certainly on the improve. And, and Weblek Blade, good, a good run. That's the syndicate dog for the Adelaide Greyhound Racing Club. So there was some good support there from the owners. So running third was a terrific effort there for Ray Barkler. But yeah, Harbour Blues, nice up and coming dog. Kieran Corby's got another good one there. I mean, she's had some good ones in the past, as we know, with the likes of, you know, Seneke, um, you know, to witchery were ones that then progressed into Melbourne and done exceptionally well. But, yeah, she can find a nice uh, young greyhound. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, that took us into the, the open classes. Uh, Stout Manelli taking out the Ashes, beating Victor Grosso in what could be a bit of a preview for uh, tomorrow night's Sprint Championship. Yeah, well, Yatesy, I can see these dogs having plenty of clashes <laughs> um, in the near future. I mean, a great addition of that. And Tim Aloisi, no one has a better strike rate at Angle Park uh, in feature races and... A stout Manelli, a great training performance because he he won his heat on the back of like six weeks off, and um, he was pretty mm. impressive in winning his heat and then produced that in the final thirty thirty led throughout. He's a really hard dog to run past. Uh, Victor Grosso racing exceptionally well. Tony's got him going really well, and and Sunset Toxic for Ken Gill, uh, another nice dog. Um, a terrific final, I think. That was the pinnacle, the race eight. The Ashes is really the, you know, 20,000 of the winner, a great race to win, and we had a great final, which I think really topped off the night. No, terrific series, no doubt about it. And, uh, yeah, I'll let you talk me out of Stout Manelli, that six <laughs> weeks between runs. You had me a bit concerned, yeah. so I didn't end up backing it, but it was a good effort in the uh, the lead-up, no doubt. Speaking of that greyhound, uh, able to back it up and take out the, uh, the Christmas sprint for Tim Aloisi, Stout Manelli. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... 
30000 in the space of a week is not bad for Tim, but we know he, he sinks a lot of money into Greyhound Racing. So um, him and his ownership group, and so it was good for them to get the rewards. Uh, it was a, a five-dog field, Yatesy, but I think it was a, a, a high-quality event. Um, the only one, probably Forsaken, who's been a giant killer of recent weeks, was really the only one not giving a chance. But Stout, Manelli, Victor Grosso, Fly for Tricks and Fantastic Victor have all been racing at the top level. But again, Stout Manelli had to work a bit harder for this win. Uh, Fly for Tricks led them up. But uh, yeah, he once he got going down the back straight, he was able to uh, race past and win 30-33. A great win, as you mentioned. Victor Grosso second. Uh, um, oh, when we get to the SA Sprint Championship, we're interested to get your thoughts because I don't think he'll be the, the bridesmaid too much longer, Victor Grosso. Um, but then yeah. Fly for Tricks in third. But a, a good addition to the Kate's a scandal. And she was a wonderful uh, race bitch back in the... Uh, the early 80s, so uh, a, a fitting winner, Stout Manelli, I think. Now, we are a bit pressed for time here, Sean. We've got the two heats of the SA Sprint Championship to dissect. Do you want to do that in our preview as well? Yeah, I think Is we, that a way we can do it? Yeah, I think we'll do that. When we when we go through the preview, we can do the uh, the heats there, I reckon. All right, terrific. So uh, that, that's a look back at the, uh, the month that it was. The Preview. Yeah, the preview is brought to you by SA Greyhound Tips Twitter feed. Uh, free tips for SA Metro Greyhound meetings. Search at the dogs SA uh, and get on board. As always, gamble responsibly. Uh, well, as we touched on before the break, we've got the big final of the SA Sprint Championships. $22,000 race, 15000 to the winner at Angle Park tomorrow night. We've got a terrific final. Um, and let's see how that was all assembled, Sean, as we have a quick look back on the uh, couple of heats last week. First heat taken out by Victor Grosso. Looked a messy sort of race, but he's really up to those sort of events. He just keeps powering on. Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought he was in. It was a great call by Tim Edwards, by the way. He picked him, uh, and he was uh, really all over him when he got to the line. But he, yeah, he just found some trouble. Looked like he was going to get into a nice spot off the back straight, but then got checked again. Turning for home, the the run did come and he pulled to the outside and he, he just rocketed home, 30-69. He is a dog that, you know, if he can be as close as third or fourth mid-race, he's going to be, he's really, really hard to hold out, even against our best sprinters. And he's one of them, as we know, Gawler Cup winner. He was able to run over the top of them, fly for tricks, uh, did a good job. Again, ran home well into second. And Harbour Blues, which we spoke about, about Kieran Corby and this dog at the high speed that... This one does have led them up um, and yeah, batter on really well. And so it's really stepping up in class quickly to now make a final SA sprint. But Victor Grosso can't take too much away from him in this race. Uh, he found some trouble and he still got the win. Yeah, Tony Rasmussen had the other heat winner as well, Victor Hayden. Uh, he had a bit of a clearer path and, and ran a, at a slightly quicker time. Yeah, absolutely. Um didn't begin that well, and I think that's his that's his trade. I mean, he, he did run over 700 the week before, stepped back to the 5.30. Again, a terrific training performance, but he, he just doesn't have that early speed to really find a forward position over the 5.30. So he found himself back, but I think um, drawing inside did help him. So he's able to stick to the rails and was able to rail strongly to get the win. 30.44, very quick time. Uh, meet Joe Black for Beck Roman. This dog's been going terrifically well for a long period of time for her and a, a good second. And Victor Mikey, uh, again, stepped up to this company for the first time and showed good speed to lead them up into third. I'll get your thoughts, Yates. He's Stout Manelli, um, drew seven, short price favourite, ended up running fourth and has qualified for the final. We talk about the final in a second. Um, just thought he looked a little bit flat. Um, 
I'm sure Tim had been working on him this week. He'll be right for the final. It looked a bit flat and slightly disappointing. Yeah, look, I think part of that is he couldn't get to the rail early, which is what he likes to do. And look, you look through his form, he's had his last three have been, apart from that run, have been wins from eight, seven and six. But he does get down to the rail uh, at important stages. And I think that's going to be the massive key to this race. Uh, look, if he can begin like we know he can, because there's going to be no speed directly outside him. So Victor Grosso, Mally Magic, Victor Hayden, they're not going to begin as well as him. The speed will be probably Harbour Blues. Look, Fly for Tricks bombed the start a bit last run, but he, he can sort of be up there. And I thought Victor Mikey was the other one who can really zip out and show speed. I thought he could boot through and, if not lead, uh, be right there. And he's just too good for me in this race. I feel like he's got everything in his favour. He gets back to the inside draw, and I'm going to forgive him the run last week. I agree. Um, if you take that on a one-out basis, you'd look at it and go, oh, how's he going to turn that around in a week? But I think you need to have a look at what he's been doing has probably been above himself from draws that don't suit, and he gets back to exactly where he wants to be. And I think the way the race pans out absolutely plays into his favour. And uh, unfortunately, I think Victor Grosso will be the chase home into second again. Uh, they've had some great battles, and uh, Stout Manelli's won their last couple. Um, and Victor Grosso, of course, uh, geez, just so brave. Uh, the, the blowout, if there is one, I thought could be meet Joe Black. I, I thought you identified that well, Sean. I thought um, Vic Romain really has this one going super at the moment. He does like it out mm. wide. Um, look, he, he's not as quick as these other greyhounds, but... On his night, if there's some bad luck or whatever, um, he does have a nice bit of bottom-end strength. But I, I thought he was my best bet of the night, Stout Manelli, and I'm not letting you talk me out of him no, this time. No, well, I'm, I'm, well that's, you've got in first because I haven't said what I think, and I'm going to try to talk you out of it, but you've already, you've already labelled him as your best bet of the night. But, I mean, it's going yes. to be a great race. Race 8, 9.06 on Thursday night. Um, I'm leaning a little bit the other way. I think Victor Grosso, I do agree with you. Stout Manelli, if he's on his game, he's probably going to lead here, or at very least he'll be pushing up on the inside and probably be leading into the back straight. But I, my thoughts are I think Victor Grosso can be closer than to Stout Manelli than what he has been recently in his defeats. So I think yep. he can just follow him through or even be on level terms with him into the back straight. And I, I really did like the way he powered to the line. And, and I do think he can turn the tables, but I don't think there's too much between them. They've, they've certainly got the draw in the final to dominate the race. Um, the best box drawn dog outside of those is meet Joe Black. Does, does like a wide draw out of the pink. Um, and if there is any sort of crowding and trouble on the first turn, or even if a, a dog like Victor Mikey gets gets the spring on them and crosses over hard, um, Meet Joe Black could be a, a good runner each way odd. So I'd, I'd be looking at, at him to fill third in what's going to be a, a great addition on, on Thursday night. And obviously, Yatesy as well on the night, we've got five heats of the, of the John Gray, um, grade five series, yes. the first five races. And... That's a, a wonderful series that aligns itself with the SA Sprint every year. And, and I know the, the trainers, it's really one of those races they do like to win. So um, those five heats are really great and kicks off the program really well. Yeah, absolutely. It's a time-honoured race, no doubt about it. And uh, it's got a, a lot of history, um, or recent history, anyhow. Uh, now, what about your best? I, I think Stout Manelli is my best bet on the program for Angle Park. Where have you gone, Sean? Okay, well, I'm going to go race one, number one. So hopefully the, the listeners of the Dogcast get their money early and then can jump into <laughs> your um, best bet, um, Yatesy. Um, but I'm going to go race one, number one, brief. 
um, for Kim Johnson. She's, she's into a nice race here again, and she couldn't be going any better. Um, she was a good winner last start. We spoke about her in the, uh, the Festival of Fire, but I think she gets the lead here pretty easily. Um, I think a dog like Crush Your Enemy has speed out of the five. He likes to course wide. So I think anything outside of Crush Your Enemy is going to be in a bit of trouble getting across. So I just think Brief will get that nice lead, pinch a break, be really hard to beat. Yeah, can't disagree. Looking to uh, continue his recent winning sequence. She's won her last two from box one. And yeah, I, I agree, does look extremely hard to beat. And my best uh, is Stout Manelli in the, the big feature the SA Sprint Championship. Uh, what have we got coming up, Sean, as far as uh, feature races in the near future? Yeah, well, it's the uh, well, we're we've got the, the John Gray final next Thursday night. So those winners will come out of this Thursday night. And then next month, um, we move into the St. Ledger um, for those young dogs. But uh, in the next day or two, we'll be releasing the five finalists for Greyhound of the Year, and that's going to be held at Angle Park on Saturday, the 5th of February. Um, so the five finalists, they'll be announced in a few days. I know the, the, the Greyhound of the Year selection panel have been working feverishly, trying to collate like we're doing at the moment with you at home and I'm here and they're away. And so it's actually, um, it's been great. They've given up their time to try and manage this, but it's a, another tight year, Yatesy. And so those five finalists will be released in the next few days, and that'll be a big night on Saturday, the 5th of Feb. Okay. Tickets available for that, is it, Sean? Or how do people get along to that? Yeah, just contact GRSA in relation to that. Um, um, There are restrictions around it in this environment, so there'll be a limit on who can come. So obviously, once all the finalists have been released and the award winners announced, then um, we'll know how many spots we've got available for, you know, um, owners, connections, all that sort of stuff to uh, to come on board. And anyone who would like to come, uh, it's a terrific night. So, yeah, I, um, once we know all of that, but I just contact GRSA in your interest about coming along. But uh, once we know all the award winners, we'll know pretty much how many spots we've got. No, terrific stuff. Uh, so that's uh, Saturday, the 5th of February. We're going to have a chat after the break to Tony Rasmussen. He's a man who's got uh, four runners through to the big final, the SA Sprint Championship at Angle Park. The interview. Oh, uh, yeah, big night at Angle Park tomorrow night. The SA Sprint Championship final, $22,000 race, 15000 to the winner. And our uh, very special guest today is a man who has half the field running for him. Uh, it's Tony Rasmussen, um, leading South Australian trainer. Tony, thanks for your time. We really appreciate it, mate. And, how does it feel having four runners, the, you know, the day before going into a big final? Uh, it's a lot of pressure at home, I can tell you that much. Yeah, but other than that, we're <laughs> really excited as really excited as a family, you know. Um, um, the Victor dogs have been so good to us, and as you know, we've got three of them in there. Yes. But, um, yeah. Can, yeah. Can, sorry, mate, I'll just go a bit further, then obviously Sean can jump in. But just on the situation around the greyhounds that you have and the training method and the style of dog that you have sort of going now what i'm talking about is for me it's one of the first times i've seen you have a, a greyhound of a top line level that is so uh, adept at being able to vary from a longer distance back to a sprint trip and holding its top line form is this due to the, the breeding of the greyhounds you have or have you had to change the way you train and, and is what i'm saying making any sense or am i just sort of making it up I think the breeding of the greyhound is a great part of it. I really do. I think Victor Victoria has um, thrown a really good litter of pups. 
Um, if you've got 10 good dogs out of 12 in a litter, I think that's an exceptional percentage. Um, also, with the Victor dogs, I did start training a different way. When we had the canine COVID back last year, early last year, I think it was, I built myself a new straight track um, because I was laid off for 21 days. I thought, what am I going to do for 21 days? So I went out and built myself a new straight track and I just flipped them up there every second day and they go 300, 320 metres and, and that's how I've trained the Victor dogs all the way through and it's, it's just an easy way of training dogs, no injuries. Uh, and to follow up on Yates' question and congratulations on having these four in the final, but just with Victor Hayden, you, he ste- you stepped him up to 7.30 to sort of test the waters, I suppose, um, and performed quite well. But then to come back to 5.30 and and, and make a, a SA Sprint Championship final, that's that's pretty rare for that to occur. Yeah, I realise that. But um, you'll notice too when he was in one of the other sprint finals, the week before before the heats, I put him over 595 and he went really well. And then when I dropped him back over the 500, he actually jumped out of the box and ran like a sprint dog. Okay. And that's one of the reasons I do it. And we were testing the waters to see how he would go at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and yes. I know that I know that you guys train in a training partnership, so it's not just one person. Because, but would this be the first time? I know Lisa's made finals and you've made finals at the same time, but the first time that you've had four in your own name make a feature final like this. Yes, it is. Yes, yes, definitely. Yes. Okay, well, yes. that must give you a little bit over on Lisa at home <laughs> occasionally. She had the good run with <laughs> yeah, rushes does, during the year. Yeah, it does. Yeah, we, we have our own little family, what I call competition, going here most of the time. And she reckons <laughs> I pick the good dogs out and things like that, you know. But um, at the same time, Lisa's got a few injured dogs at present because um, Victor Reed, he, he broke a toe in, when he won his heat of the 595 feature race. And he's back in work now. He's had that removed and back in work. And... You know, Lisa Shed just seemed to get a few injuries when I didn't, and it's just the way it goes, you know. It's called greyhound racing, I call, I call it. Yeah. Uh, Tony, can you tell me about Victor Grosso? He's one of my favourite dogs, but I, look, I've tipped against you tomorrow night. I, I thought Stout Manelli might beat you home, unfortunately, again. But look, I'm happy to be wrong. He's one of my favourite dogs for the reason that he cops interference. He then gets sort of angry, and away he goes. It's like a footballer who needs to be roughed up a bit. He, his ability to overcome obstacle and still power through. I mean, we saw it last week in the in the lead up to this race. Can you tell me a bit about him, the Gawler Cup winner? Well, Grosso is an absolute very headstrong dog. Wherever he goes, he's in charge. He just pulls you everywhere. And this is the way he races, in my opinion. Everywhere he goes, he's got to be in charge. He's got to be trying to get there. And, he, and you're right, he doesn't like being knocked around by other dogs. And I reckon it does. It makes him go harder. It makes him go a lot harder. Um, I think I think he's going to lob in behind Stout Manelli, if not match him at the start, believe it or not, because Grosso goes good from the inside and he loves an even box. He's got what he wants. Um, if you have a look at the Gawler Cup uh, heat, I reckon it was, he led the race, basically. And and, yep. and the dog can jump when he wants to. Um I had my last check over them this morning. I've gone over them this morning like a pawn-tooth game. And Grosso is 100%, 110%, I would say, Grosso is. I'm, a, I'm sort of expecting him to come out of the boxes pretty quick. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's not matching Stout Manelli out the boxes and let's see what happens down the first corner. That's where all the luck's going to be needed. And, and so, um, Tony, so with your four runners, so your assessment of all four, would you say Grosso is your best chance because he's he's got the nice draw and he does have... He has that opportunity to get the good run in the race. 
he's going to get a good run in the race. If you read the race, uh, Melly Magic likes to get off the track out the boxes. So one and two are going to get the cleanest run of their lives tomorrow night. Um, But don't count out Melly Magic. I like the dog. All right? I really do. Um, I think he's a a very good chance in that race if he gets a clean run. And we saw, we've seen what he can do as well. He's a very strong dog. um, And he can jump out of boxes as well. And he jumps better from an odd box rather than an even box. So my pick is, it'll be one, two, three, fighting for the lead. Um, and whoever gets a clean run will win the race. Okay. And so you don't see uh, your other chance, Tony Victor, Mikey. You don't see him being in the the early pressure. No. Look, he, he's going to stay out of the way. He runs a little bit wide. Um, but if he's in front on the first corner, he, he could carve across in front of them. But I think from out there, I think he's in a bit of trouble. Um, he's um he's more nuisance value in some ways, the way I'd put it. He's probably going to try and lead the race and cause havoc to a few of the other dogs, you know. Um, but saying that, if he, he, well, you know he can come out like a rocket. And if he's out in front, they've got to catch him, you know. Uh, and, um, and Tony, well, then your other one, just Victor Hayden um, of your four, um, he's a giant killer in feature finals. We know he did it in the Gawler Projects. We know he did it in the Howard Ashton. You almost want him to miss it a little bit. And if the one, two, three are all going to be up near the lead, he's possibly going to be right on the speed, isn't he? Right behind. He's going to be sitting in behind those three or four who's out in front. And if there's any sort of trouble, he'll win the race. He'll go well. He'll go enormous. We all know he's got that power and that ability. And he's the best dog I've ever had in my life for reading a field. How many times do you see him run up the ass of a dog? How many times do you ever see him get into trouble in that last second half of the race? He's always reading that field and going around him, ducking underneath him, whatever he's got to do. He's a really intelligent dog, that one. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a good oh. point you make, Tony. We saw it in the uh, the lead-in. He went around him, and then he ducked back to the rail and, and finished too powerfully. So it's exactly what you're saying. Uh, so who's your pick for the race? And then I've got a, a couple of quick ones, because I've got two greyhounds I want to ask you about that you've also got in tomorrow night. But who do you like? Is it Grosso for you in the final? I'm going with Grosso. Yes, I'm going to go with Grosso. Yes. Uh, can you tell me about a lot of poise, uh, just quickly? You've had a couple of runs here and a, a real improvement in time, and you've taken sort of a kilo off the greyhound uh, weight-wise since it's come over, just having its eighth start tomorrow night. What can you tell us? Well, he's only a very young dog, very immature dog. He's come over here to South Australia because he didn't like eight dog fields over there. He just kept getting into trouble. Um, he lacked a lot of confidence. His first start here scared me. I actually thought, He'd done the wrong thing, but the steward said, no, he just moved out. And then his second run, I was very impressed with the way he took out, out of the boxes and went. I know it was only a four-dog field, but he still, he powered off and he took off, you know. And I think the dog's probably three or four starts from being a very good handy dog for us. He's still a little bit young and, and learning at this stage. And the 595-metre race, you've got Hot Spartan going around. I know you also have Mally Dreamer in the race as well, but I thought Hot Spartan at 100 bucks didn't run too badly behind Victor Grosso the other night. No, no, no. I think he just got a little bit lost. I think this run tomorrow night, he might be a different dog over that distance. I really do. I think he, um, he could just pop up and win that race if he gets a clean run. Yeah, I like him. I do. I like him. Oop. Sean, you got anything for Tony, mate? Sorry, I've hogged it the last little minute. No, no, no. I reckon uh, <laughs> no. great insight from Tony and, and good to find out about um, just the, the training methods of these dogs. Yeah, just I mean, from us, Tony, all the best of luck for the, for the feature final SA sprint. 
Uh, you've been having a terrific run. Well, definitely last year, terrific with feature races. And, you know, who knows? Um, tomorrow night could be well be another yeah. one for the kennel. I hope it is another one for the kennel, but I wish everybody in the race well and, 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 and good luck and good racing and safe racing. That's the main thing. You know, we're all in there and we all know in feature races you need 50, 50% good management and 50% luck. And that's what the race like that is all about, you know. And how many times in my life I've made feature races and got cleaned up on the first corner, but I've got four chances this time, so let's hope we get it. We get there. Well, we appreciate your time, Tony. Best of luck. Thank you. Thank you, guys. See ya. There he is, uh, Tony Rasmussen, joining us. Uh, Sean, um, anything else to wind us out, mate? Well, yeah, no, great show, Yatesy. Really appreciate your time and effort. Um, it's it's not easy times when you're stuck at home and, and trying to manage your, your day-to-day life. So I really appreciate all that. I did want to make mention um, just a, a couple of weeks ago, Don't Tell Lies. We did mention on the show that it was delayed an extra week, the Bogey Lee Futurity. And um, Don't Tell Lies ended up winning the heat, um, 29.73. I think we mentioned the cameraman couldn't even keep up because she was going that fast. Um, she went around in the final, Group 2 final. Not a scrap of luck. Really unfortunate for Ryan and Lauren. Uh, no luck from Box 7. A great effort to make the final. And it's just another dog, um, Yatesy, who is setting SA on the national stage. They're taking the chance with these nice dogs interstate. And no doubt... We'll be seeing a lot more of it in the next uh, 12 months because we've got so many good dogs running around in SA. I'm sure they'll travel across interstate and, and take on the big boys. Yeah, no doubt. It was uh, well done to Lauren and the team. A, a terrific effort in the, the, the lead up. And then obviously Polax, as you touch yeah. on in the final, unfortunately. Um, well, Sean, good on you, mate. Thanks for your time. And uh, everyone, thanks for tuning into the Dogcast. And we hope to see you at the track soon. 